1: I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of computer doctors and phone surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, today we're discussing technology for your business. We'll be discussing smart tech practices and much, much more. Now you can join our conversation this morning by calling 1-877-MPB Ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can always email the show to Everyday Tech at MPB Online. Dot org. Well, good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. I'm so used to saying good morning, Wiltz and Jeremy. Yeah, I know. He, <laughs> He's out on a vacation and he told you guys about this nice camping trip with his kids and his kids'
2: friends. Yeah, there's like
1: like ten of them. Yeah, was I think it there's like? ten of them, yeah. I know they're having fun.
2: So our thoughts and prayers are with Wiltz.
1: You know what? He <laughs> said he was gonna have a nice <laughs> beverage, adult beverage, and be yeah. at the a lake. With a fishing pole, remember yeah. that? I was thinking about him yesterday. I'm like, I wonder, has he caught anything? Uh,
2: you know, is he I don't an know.
1: avid fisherman or is he just?
2: I, I don't know in how often mind. he fishes. Uh, I know that he uh, he gets out and shoots a lot, but uh, as far as fishing goes, so, I'm not Wilt sure. Is
1: at the pond right now with a pistol? Yeah, shooting he's shooting, the fish. yeah,
2: he's just shooting the fish. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> He's got his uh, adult beverage and he's having a real good time. I, I, the fish. I, 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 I yeah.
1: wish he was listening right now. I'd right. probably call him. i cracking in. up, going, know, you guys I, are crazy. I know, I know. So, what's been going on with you, Jeremy? I'm glad you're in the studio with I know. me today.
2: Uh, I'm it's happy. Not a hologram. You're right, right. I'm, I'm actually you. here. You can feel me, I, yeah, right? You really can. Uh, yeah, um, I have been extremely busy. I'm, I'm really happy to be here today. Uh, because, coming to the big city. Yeah, coming to the big city. Um, it, since I've been moving into my new shop, everything has just been crazy. I, have like, you truthfully, moved in? No, complete? no. I, my my office is still like I got boxes everywhere.
1: I'll come down and we'll
2: help. Well, see, you. The, the, it's so hard when you're trying to operate a business out of where you're trying to move your business into, yeah. and that's been a real challenge for me. Um, but I haven't gone crazy yet, so I think I'm doing all right. So you
1: have. <laughs> You still have clients and calls that are coming in Absolutely. and you're trying to move at the same time
2: endlessly. And the phone calls just keep on coming. Well, because... we want that. We want oh, yeah, that. Yeah, you I'm don't... very happy. <laughs> uh, we're just we're just um, we're not used to this amount of volume yeah. because, uh, you know, we pretty much absorbed a whole business in the last month. And that has just had us going Whoa! We, you thought,
1: know, other people are listening to him like whoa, woo whoa! What a bad problem to have, you know. I right. mean, what a no, good a, problem a, to yeah, have, a great
2: problem to have. Yes. But it, as far as uh, adjusting to it and 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 figuring out how to how to how to take that flow in and how to get things out in a, in a timely fashion has been a bit of a challenge, mm-hmm. especially while we were only operating out of the first two rooms in the building. Right, and uh, that's
1: what we're talking about today. Yeah. Small business, about business and technology. Yeah. And you do both. Yes, you have I do. a small business and you use technology daily.
2: That's right. And um I'm really excited about this show because this is one that I'm I'm really, really passionate about because I built my business from nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I started out of a studio apartment on Oak Grove Road in Hattiesburg and I stuck a little sign out by the road that said computer doctor, and I've been doing it ever since.
1: That is amazing. That was six years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, That's a great story, and you yeah. know, like you said, it's not impossible. No, you just, it's not. And I like how you turn what you like and what you do because it doesn't. Mm. It's a job, but it doesn't feel like it. I'm sure. Well, Does it?
2: when you're your own boss, uh, as BB King says, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of people they they picture that that um, what can I say that fairy tale image of yeah. oh you got that money raining in and everything's just great. No. No, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. It is a lot of stress. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to running your business effectively, you need to spend more time thinking about it mm. than you do actually doing stuff mm. in it, at least at first. Mm-hmm.
1: My mother has her own mm. business. She's had it, I think, I want to say almost all my life. What does she do? Uh, she's an accountant. Okay. CPA. And That's she right. Has, yeah. She yeah. has her own company. And I've heard this same thing my whole life. Yeah waiting on clients to pay, or with in her case, she'll do the work, or Ava, I have this project, or Iris is calling me, can you yeah. fix this, and I'll right. pay you later. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she'll do it, but then she's waiting months and months for her money, or... She Gladly. can't get the money until she fixes the problem that they're having. Right. Then they'll pay her. So I've heard the woes and the uh, she needs more help, but you have to pay people to help right. you. And I don't have the money to pay well, extra, you know, for extra help.
2: Well, you know, with a small business, it's hard because you you don't you're so you, you want to please every client. And you feel like when you say no to somebody that you're not pleasing them. But the word no is very powerful in business because it can keep you from getting in over your head. Mm -hmm. And it can also keep you from doing things that you don't want to do, like work that you're never going to get paid for, (laughs) because every small business person has been there.
1: Right. And then sometimes, like you say, you may do something on... Uh, a good strength because it's going to build your business. You may right. go ahead and go out and do this uh, call you got just to at this doctor's office just to help them out, and then okay, next time they'll pay you or they'll tell someone else about uh, the computer doctor. He did this. He fixed this for us.
2: If I go to a doctor's office, I'm I'll, I'm leaving a bill. <laughs> you know, the doctor's <laughs> definitely going to be one that gets the bill.
1: Well, before we get started with uh, business technology, any tech news? Any new tech news? Any tech Horizon? news?
2: Let's see. Well, uh, Amazon just released the Fire tv box which is similar to the fire t it's like a fire tv meets alexa so you're gonna be able to you're gonna be able to control your tv with your voice and then it's also a fire tv so it's got the set top you know amazon video and netflix and hulu and all that but you can also tell it like to tune to that that app or or to open up a certain thing or whatever, and Fire TV users have been uh, doing this a little while. If you had the voice control remote, because you could just right. hold I the have button, that. yeah, and you could tell it.
1: it. Yeah, it works pretty good. I go to TBS and I go, oh, I can do a show or right. a movie, a title yeah. with uh, Comcast. Right, you know, not
2: plugging them, but and now you don't have to have the remote to do it. You oh. can just say Alexa, turn on Netflix or whatever. Now I'm interested to see how this part works because do you have Netflix now on your Fire TV? <laughs> no. Okay, so if you try to pull, I have one no demand. Up... So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, um... if you if you try to pull up a program that's on Netflix, but Amazon sells it, then it's going to try to show you the one that Amazon sells first. It may not necessarily pull up the Netflix content, oh. but you know, you know, that's just kind of Amazon getting their money. You yes. know and, and Jeremy, uh. that has been happening at the house through the Alexa. Oh, yeah. We control the fire TV through the Alexa. And, yeah. you know, I have the kids. So we'll say uh, Alexa, play Moana. Mm-hmm. I know Moana is on Netflix. Right. But what comes up is the Amazon. Yep. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to Pull my phone out or get the remote. I said it. I want to do it with the voice. Right. Well, (laughs) how do you
1: how do you bypass that, Java? How do you? You have
2: have to to get the remote and and go to Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes it'll come up. You'll you'll see two selections and it'll it'll say the same name on both, but the second one will be what comes up with Netflix, but it's never gonna default to that one yeah, it's always gonna push the uh right. the Amazon yeah and i've I've found that like if you if you want something off of Netflix or Hulu, just go directly to that app and search uh, for it it's,
1: and you know what that tells you it's all about money most time they are trying to Oh, sell. Yeah. yeah. well I mean come on they <laughs> they're a
2: massive company exactly. they're like hmm, what do we do Get smaller hmm, exactly. I don't think so exactly
1: well, speaking of small. I like
2: your segue out yeah. there. You didn't. Right. You didn't, even, didn't know. even know it. Totally unintentional.
1: <laughs> We're talking about small business technology today. Today, technology is everywhere. Of course, we talk about that on the show all of the time. Hmm. You can't wake up in the morning without using technology, right? We use technology to wake up, right, in the morning. I know I do. I don't know anyone who use who just wakes up on their own. Some people do. Have that natural alarm clock, but...
2: I actually beat my alarm clock on most days by like a minute or two. Seriously. I'll get in there and I'll go, huh, 728. All right, Jeremy. All right. (laughs) Got that internal clock going. I have...
1: Well, I can say... I can count on one hand. Maybe Mm -hmm. once a week, I may... My eyes are open. Saturday. (laughs) Sunday. (laughs) Definitely not on a Sunday. (laughs) I am snoozing on Sunday. (laughs) That's the only day I don't have to get up and go to work. Oh, my God. But um, I do use my alarm clock to wake me up every morning and, um, but technology helps us to, like you said, plan things, do things every day. Mm-hmm. Mike and I were, was talking today about how much technology helps even the playing
2: field in the world where anyone oh, yeah. can do anything. So right.
1: just like in that, small businesses can be effective and successful using technology.
2: Yes, if if they learn to use it effectively. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a lot of what I've uh, started doing with small business owners is they'll come in and they'll consult with me and they'll say, how do I get my uh, app or my phone or how do how do I do this how, where's a better system where I can do uh where I can log clients in and send invoices I mean all of these things are available through the convenience of apps now. And for you know, usually low monthly fees, uh, you can invoice clients like directly from your phone.
1: So let's start.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that what you said. What's the first thing you should do when you, you have it? Like you said, you had a concept, you like computers, you yeah. are good at fixing them and putting them together and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you decided I want a business. Let's walk us through what happened in Like you said, plan it. You have to
2: plan it. You have to plan it. If you you just wake up one day and you go, all right, I'm going to open a business, you're going to have a real fun time. Because there are so many things that people have already researched. They've already documented. You can go out there and you can find all these things or you can wing it and you can do it on your own. Um, I did a little bit of both. Because there's, you know, I mean, it's your business, so you're going to find the way that works best for you Mm -hmm. to operate it. But a good plan is always going to be the best place to start. And the the first thing that you need to plan is what kind of attitude you're going to have when it comes to operating your business. Um, It's not techie, but... It's everything. I mean, your attitude, you know, in school, you always had the guidance counselor, your attitude, your altitude, and you'd roll your eyes at it and go, yeah, okay, all right. That's a cool little graphic you got there. But it's true. It's so true. It's very your true. Your attitude towards your business and towards your clients affects everything. everything.
1: You can be the best computer doctor in the world, but if someone...
2: Well, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> but if you have a nasty attitude or people are afraid to approach you or... It takes forever to get their computers back. And Mm -hmm. then you have a bad attitude when they talk about, well, you know, it's been three weeks, are you? And then you snap at them. You're gonna lose business.
2: That's right. You're gonna lose business. So uh, you gotta you gotta keep your attitude in check, and not only your attitude towards your clients and and towards uh, what the way that your business is gonna operate, but the way that you feel about your business. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds silly because no, we're on a doesn't. tech show, mm-hmm. but like like I said, I'm gonna get really personal today. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I had to, to to get over in my own business was the way that I felt towards it, mm-hmm. because when I had worked for other companies. I didn't really like it when the phone rang, you know, and you got to change that attitude because every time the phone rings, it doesn't mm. mean that it's a problem Sweet. coming up. It means that that's potential business coming your way.
1: And I'm sorry, you know, I have to put a pin. We're going to go to break after this um, moment, but I know we're going to put a pin in that, but I'm going to piggyback off you and mm-hmm. say this. I used to be a manager of an eye doctor's office mm-hmm. and four, comp- four separate offices every week at the monthly, at the meetings, I would try to instill exactly what you said in My employees. Mm -hmm. Treat this business like it's yours. Don't look at the schedule and say, oh, we only have five patients today. That's great. No, that's not good. good. You want a whole, you want 24 patients on the schedule every day. And that means you, your job is secure. (laughs) So, I would t- I would hire people, I would interview people and and and, and see what type of mindset they had mm-hmm. for the business meaning treat this company like it's yours. Absolutely. You want it full, you want customer service to be at 100, you can't please everybody but right. try to. Yeah. So that Being said, I like what you said about working for other people. And when the phone rang, you're kind of like, oh, my God, here's another call because it wasn't yours. But if everyone woke up every day like we work here at MPB, Mm -hmm. we treat MPB Think Radio like this is our radio station. Right. I am the executive director. I am the executive director of these shows. And I own it. If you own what you do every day you will have a very successful life. And you'll be
2: proud of yes. what you do, yes. which is so much more fulfilling because you can have any attitude you want towards your work, but when you're proud of it, it just changes everything. And people can shows. feel it. Your customers Thank know you. it. They yeah. can feel the energy and the atmosphere. They walk in they go, wow, this is the place I want to do business. Exactly. I can tell these people got the right attitude.
1: attitude. Great great Boom. segue for the uh, break. Look, Java, he's right on time. <laughs> we should have had some attitude music right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, when we get back, we're going to continue talking about small business and technology. Now, we're talking about technology, but we're talking about small business as well. Attitude, altitude, success, everything that goes into being successful when you have a small business. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 to be a part of the show. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.
2: Support for MPB comes from Atmos Energy. With a reminder that hitting underground utility lines can knock out service or cause injury. To know what's below, you can call 8-1-1, two business days before starting to dig. More at atmosenergy.com/slash call eight one one.
0: Whether you're a thrifty shopper or someone who likes to buy the whole store, Change is the program that will allow your purchases to show your support for the quality content on MPB Radio. This easy and no-hassle program rounds up your credit or debit card purchases to the nearest dollar and sends us the difference. You support MPB and get something nice for yourself. To sign up for Change, visit our website, mpbonline.org, and click Support. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi, on uh, MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. Wilt is out on vacation with the family. Now, today we're talking about technology for your business. If you'd like to join our conversation or ask any general tech question, give us a call at one mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to Tech at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Now, um, Jeremy, you had one more thing to say about attitude.
2: So, yeah, back on the attitude. Um, when it comes to the work that I do, um, I have to keep my attitude in check because when I start focusing on problems, I only find more problems. Mm-hmm. But when you start focusing on solutions, Guess what you start finding?
1: More solutions. That's right. But you
2: try to tell somebody who doesn't understand something like that, <laughs> and they they just don't get it. But you actually have a part of your brain called the reticular-activated reticular activated system. And when you go looking for something, that's what it finds. It, well, J- Java, he said reticular Activated system. See,
1: he's, the he's, RAS. he's he's running over to Southern Remedy now. So uh we're gonna pin that and save that for yeah. <laughs> for the next doctor coming up and we'll ask him what that means, but no. Uh so let's get back on technology. Back on
2: tech, yeah. Now so you said the, the
1: first thing they have to do mm. is plan it.
2: Yes. So when it comes to planning, uh, even something as simple as your hours of operation and what type of business you're going to run. Is it going to be customer-centric? Is it business-centric? All these things are very important. Um, Hours of operation especially because if you don't set hours, you don't have any hours, which means you're open all the time. And believe you me, people will call you at all hours of the day if you have no hours. So... Put your phone in do not disturb mode, put up a nice message that says we'll be open again at 8 o'clock in the morning, whatever. But definitely set your hours of operation. Uh, And since we're talking about phones, um, if you're a small business, cellular is king unless you need multiple lines. Um, I have found that a lot of my customers like to be texted. These days. Um, So having a mobile line with the capability to text your clients is great. And also, if that number is specifically for business, fantastic. I don't recommend using your personal number for business stuff. Again, it's going to cause that bleed over. So
1: let me Mm -hmm. ask you, if someone had a small business, do you recommend them getting a landline for the if they have a storefront, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever type of business it is, have that landline and then use their um, because they're in and out if they're in and out. Use another use that same line on their cell phone and then have a per Can you have two numbers going to one cell phone?
2: Yes. Yes. Um, There are uh, several different services that you can set up. Uh, but when we talk about small business, we always talk want to talk about what's cost effective, and mm-hmm. a lot of those phone systems can be a little those more costly. Multiple, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, if you get like a phone line through your internet provider, um, you can always set it to forward to your mobile right. phone, so you don't that. have mm-hmm. to have you know you, you have the one line for your business and then your mobile line as well. Um, but I use a system called Grasshopper, and Grasshopper does exactly what you're asking. Mm. I can I can basically turn mobile phones into a phone system so you could have any business, you know, and everybody's got a cell phone these mm-hmm. days, uh, where the calls are sent directly to their mobile device rather than having a phone system. You know, that's wired right. into the walls and so forth.
1: And that's cost effective as well, isn't it?
2: Yes, uh, it, it it does. Um, they do. They have monthly plans where they sell you X amount of minutes per month. Um, I get like 2,000 minutes for around sixty dollars a month, and that usually does uh, well. Although recently, with this new influx of business, I've noticed we're going over our minutes, really? so i may have to Upgrade. bump it up again. Mm-hmm. But I like Grasshopper. Because um, one thing when when I open my shop, like, you know, we always answer the phone directly, but it has literally gotten to the point where we get so many calls Mm -hmm. that, like, we won't be able to get anything fixed if we just keep picking up the phone. So it sounds
1: like you need a um, receptionist.
2: Well, actually, what I did was I went the grasshopper route, Uh which gives me a phone system because what we were getting calls for most of the time was iPhone repair prices. And I was like, I need a way that people could just call in and just hit a button and know exactly what it costs. So that's where grasshopper came in. So when you call my line, it says press one for information such as location and hours and iPhone screen repair prices. So then they press that button and they can get the the latest prices. And that has saved us a, a huge amount of time. Just with having that. So yes, it pays for itself easily.
1: So, so today we're talking about small business and technology. If you have a small business or you're thinking about opening a small business or you have a business and you have questions about technology and what you need to add or not have in your company, give us a call today at one eight seven seven uh MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can always call Jeremy with any general tech question. Absolutely. Course, he's here for that. Yes, ma'am. So we we talked about I like that. Now tell them again mm-hmm. what the name of that system is because that's a That good.
0: is
2: Grasshopper. And uh it's actually the entrepreneurs' phone system, is how they how they tout themselves.
1: Okay, I like that. It's great. Uh yeah, especially with the Dow One if you need this. Because mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of calls are informational calls. Right. And if you can just have that already set and someone can answer that for you without you having mm-hmm. a con- Continuously ask the sa- answer the same questions, right. taking time from fixing your computers.
2: Yep, that's wonderful. Yes, and at this point, yes, we do need a receptionist, <laughs> but it's you know it's difficult to work that into the budget. So we're trying. And um, what about
1: a website?
2: Now a website. Okay, so when when I was in my apartment six years ago, and I was like, okay, I'm not ranking anywhere on Google. I got to figure out how to get up here with the top dogs. Well, uh, you've got to learn how the back end of things works. So most everybody has a website these days and you can go through Wix or some other platform online where you can develop your own website. Uh but after you develop that website if you just put up billybobshammershop.com mm-hmm. and you don't go and submit it to your search engines your website's just sitting there,
1: so you have to. You actually physically have to submit it to the different search en- engines. Yes. Okay.
2: Now you don't. You don't have to like mail them anything, mm-hmm. but you just you go and you log into an account that you set up with them, and then you add your site to their indexes. And there's a certain way that you go about doing that. That part can get a little technical, so it helps to have some type of nerd or uh, electrically inclined <laughs> individual to, yeah, to help say, you with that Yeah, say, wait, wait, be part.
1: politically correct. What do you call it? Electrically
2: inclined. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is one thing that most websites just completely miss. They never submit their stuff. And you can't just submit it to Google. you got to submit to Yahoo, Goon, Google. Google, Bing, all of the above. I mean, any of those search engines, they all have separate listings.
1: So there's not one button you can push and it lets it go to all of the <laughs> there,
2: search engines? There probably engines. is. I'm not going to go, no, there's no button. <laughs> there probably is out there, but I don't have access okay, to okay. it. Okay, um, okay. Now, that doesn't mean that some of your uh, your – Website builders don't have utilities that allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's your website, mm-hmm. and you've got to go through and collect all of the pages in your website and then submit mm-hmm. those. It's called you a sitemap. You
1: said web, website builders. Mm-hmm. Just say I'm starting a business, and there's so many website builders mm-hmm. out there. I mean, do you recommend any particular?
2: Uh, uh, honestly, no. I mentioned Wix earlier, but I, I, I'm not a big fan of Wix mm-hmm. because when I have to go in and fix a Wix site, yeah, you got to fix the Wix. Um, mm-hmm. It it can be a real, real bother because Wix is just it's it's one of those platforms. It's just easy to use, but if you want to make any little modifications, it can be pretty. What
1: tough. about uh, GoDaddy? I remember when we were setting up with um, the doctor's office I was working with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we used GoDaddy at first.
2: So GoDaddy is more than just a host. They sell you websites, so you can buy. BillyBobshammers.com from them, and then you can host your website there. And those are two different things. Mm-hmm. When you buy the domain, that's the domain name, mm-hmm. and then you take that domain and you host it, which is where your website actually gets established. So oh. until you have a host, you just have a name. Oh. Yeah. So, huh? again, uh, electrically inclined here. <laughs> but... Um, Yeah. uh, The type of site that I like to work on and the type of site that mine is built on is called WordPress. And it's a it's a platform that's um, easier to use. You can build blogs and stuff on it. Um, it's it's gotten a lot easier to use over the last six years, but it's it's uh, it's as simple as doing like a Facebook status update. Basically, it's very very easy to use.
1: And what are for small businesses? Mm-hmm. What are the price points on using these um, website uh, beginner website?
2: Things? Okay, so I want to say that um, I, I've, no offense to anyone who develops websites for a living, but I have seen quite a few people get taken to the cleaners on monthly fees to maintain websites that don't require maintenance. Mm-hmm. You buy your own domain, you buy your own hosting package. And then you make sure you renew it yearly, and that's all you owe. So you get somebody to build your website on your domain and your hosting package. Don't buy it from them. That's going to cost you monthly, and it's going to cost you. Mm. And I've, I've had a lot of people come into my shop, and they'll go, I'm paying $130 a month for somebody to maintain my website, and I'm sitting here going, that's exorbitant. They're not mm-hmm. – like I look at the website that they've put up. It's not finished, for one. They're paying monthly for mm-hmm. it, and – It doesn't need very much maintenance.
1: Do people call you to ask you to fix things on their website or problems that they're having?
2: Yes, um, that can be difficult because if I didn't design the site, Mm -hmm. I have to go in there and find out what's broken, which, which can be difficult. But uh, for the most part, I, I just go with sites that I've developed myself. Although, yes, I do get that question sometimes.
1: Well, today we're talking about small business and technology. If you have a small business or you have any general tech question, you can give us, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Jeremy and I are standing by to answer your question or hear your comment. Give us a call. We love to hear from you. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB. Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss
0: a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. And today we're talking about technology for your small business. Now, if you'd love to join our conversation or have any general tech question, give us a call this morning at 1877-MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464 Or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at MPB Online we love to hear from you, especially if you're out there and you're listening to the show and you're enjoying the show. Let us know if you're enjoying it or let us know if you have any questions about small business. You may have a small business yourself or you know someone that does or that printer is acting up, that phone is acting up. It's not doing what you want it to do. Give us a call. Again, the number is one 672 7464 Now, before the break, we were talking about uh, pages, uh, websites, domains, all those things that you really need when you have a small business.
2: You absolutely do. And when we talk about submitting your page to Google, that is different than a Google Maps listing, which is how you get a lot of reviews for your business. Um, Let me just say that if your business is in need of a defibrillator and you don't have a Google Maps page, that's a great place to start. When you get five ratings on Google Maps, Google starts taking your business seriously. And when Mm -hmm. people search for you in Google Maps or on Google, you start popping up. In their Google Maps listings. You can also pay for advertising through Google Maps. But if you have a good Google Maps page and you have good Google Maps ratings, then you don't need... Well, I'm not going to say you don't need to pay for advertising, but you may be able to circumvent it for some time. Um, Truthfully, I've I've never paid for Google advertising. I have paid for Facebook. Mm -hmm. But my Google Maps page is how a lot of people find me. Because when you do good work for people and you're nearby... They're gonna come see you. So, if you don't have a Google Maps page for your business, you need to get one immediately. That also, uh, you need to have a Facebook page. But from what I've noticed, and I apologize, Mark Zuckerberg and shareholders. Uh, One face or excuse me, 10 Facebook reviews is worth one Google Maps review.
1: Wow.
2: The power of that Google Maps. I mean, I have a sheet that clients fill out when they come in and I highly suggest you you collect information from your clients, email addresses and so forth. But also, how did they hear about you? Find out which of your methods is working best. A lot of people check Google. Now, in
1: your opinion, since you do have your own business and it's on Google Maps, mm-hmm. what's the best way to set up a Google Maps uh, page? What should you have on there? Just some few things that you should have on there.
2: You need to have photos of your interior and exterior. You need to have your hours posted. Um, if you don't have an address, you cannot have a Google Maps page. So you have to have an address of some kind. They have to physically mail you a card with a code on it to verify that it is your address. And then you're verified by Google. Um As far as other information on the page, um, you can have little posts about what your business does. You can post offers. There's all kinds of different ways that they're expanding these things. Mm. And if you have a Google Maps page, then you need the app Google My Business on your phone so you can know when uh, customers send you inquiries. And even now, uh, they're still expanding the way this works. People can actually message My Business now through Google. So uh, there's an app called Allo, which it uses to send messages to my phone. It sends it through Allo and people ask me, hey, I have a Galaxy I need to get fixed and and I can just quickly respond and it works great. All of these things are going to continue to grow stronger. These are going to be pathways that people get used to using to access your business. If you don't have these, you need to put them in place because the old like the old mindset where you know just putting your business in the phone book and then just getting to work that doesn't work anymore. I don't. I haven't used a phone book in fifteen years. <laughs> when was the last time you used a wait, phone wait, book, Michelle? Y'all
1: and I have a funny story. I came home last week and Jordan and I uh, were pulling in the garage, mm-hmm. the driveway before we opened the garage, and I'm like, we're looking at each other, like, what is that? It was a phone book in a plastic bag. Oh gosh. And she Way to startle
2: at, the neighbors. She,
1: <laughs> she looked at me. She said, what is that? I laughed. I'm like, that's an actual, a real phone book. She got out and got it. And I said, you can throw it in the garbage can. She was like, why? Granny uses hers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, I'm so like, so Granny I'm, uses
2: the real phone book? No offense to anybody who does use the phone book, but they're becoming antiquated. I mean, I, I, every year I try to post a joke on Facebook where I post a picture of it in the bag and go, does anybody know what this thing is? Has anybody seen this before? And I feel bad
1: about throwing it away because someone sure. actually sat down and they had to print that out. And it was, oh my God, I'm like, somebody's time. Yeah. To, and they brought it to my neighborhood and put it in. I'm like, but I, I don't need it. It yeah. just takes up space. You right. Know? And
2: and that thing goes with you everywhere. And exactly. you can even tell it, hey, uh, I need a number for such and such. Exactly. Sure, I've got that number.
1: I love it. Yeah. And, and like, again, how technology has made everything so easy. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about software. Now, this is where you mm-hmm. really come in and what you do every day. What y'all? <laughs> no. <laughs> with your businesses and people are having issues with software, the best thing is starting off right, correct? Start off right.
2: Yes. Uh, You want to make sure that you've got legitimate software that you're using for your business, I would say that's the best way to start off right. Now, uh, having said that, Microsoft Word is not cheap. Everybody knows that. So uh, you can use alternatives like LibreOffice or OpenOffice, which we've talked about on this show before, which are totally free. Um They're more like the old version of Office from like uh, circa 2000 before Office 2007 came out uh, where they don't have that crazy ribbon at the top. Mm -hmm. So most people actually like it better because it looks like the older versions of word processors that we're used to. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not entirely compatible with Microsoft Word documents, though. So keep that in mind. Um, Also, when it comes to Microsoft Office, a lot of people think that they're locked into the 365 where you have to renew it for $100 every year. You don't have to do that. You can still mm-hmm. buy Microsoft Office outright for about 130 to $150, depending, and then you own that software for life. So you don't get Office 365. You get Microsoft Office 2016, and then you keep that until your computer dies.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. See, those are the little nuggets that people don't know.
2: Right. And that's that's really what I've kind of what I've taken on as my mission because when I was when I was starting out, I didn't have a lot of money. I couldn't I couldn't afford all that stuff. I had to figure all this out and just piece it together. So I'm happy to be here to help clarify this for anybody who needs to know about these things. Mm-hmm. Because I tell a lot of business people that come in, you don't have to pay that yearly fee for that. Pay a little extra and then you never have to buy it again.
1: And and of course the companies are not gonna tell them that. They're no. gonna push three sixty five Microsoft mm-hmm. office. You have to make it seem like you have to have that right. package.
2: And if you go to buy it online, they don't even show you the outright purchase anymore. They just have the yearly stuff. Of you can course. still get to it, but you uh, you have to call Microsoft to get to it last Wow. Of and yeah. then
1: you probably have to ask or pull it out of them right? Uh, to even, you know...
2: But you can uh, you can go on Amazon, and you can get a key that way as well. So, you know, if you have trouble getting it through Microsoft, just go through Amazon or go to Best Buy
1: and mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. What about the uh, well, productivity? You know, everyone, of course, you want to be profitable in your company, in your Business. What are some good advice and good tech tips for people to be um, productive with their companies?
2: You know, this is a this is a huge hurdle in my own business because I'm always trying to fix stuff, but I also have to run my company and stay focused on all the other things that I have to do. So for me, uh, my main uh, productivity meter is uh, my calendar. It alerts me whenever I've run out of time or whenever I've got appointments coming up. Uh, It's the best way for me to stay on top of things other than working from a list, which could be a physical piece of paper in front of you or app base. (laughs)
1: Look, my hand is raised. Yeah. They laugh at me around here. I'm the paper queen. I write everything down. I have yeah. my scripts in front of me. I keep mm-hmm. them stacked year, you know, weekly, and then I'll put the last year's scripts up and keep Absolutely. I just feel more comfortable right. with grabbing it and having it tangible. But I do need to be, uh, was talking to Kevin and, and Java and Jason about being more comfortable with using the technology that's mm-hmm. right in my hand and keeping me more productive.
2: Well, I have a feeling that there's this uh, very slight fear inside you that that thing is going to fail you and your paper never will <laughs> Will. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Ding, so, ding,
1: ding. Yeah. So I
2: understand. And I actually have the same fear inside of me. Mm-hmm. So not so much a fear, but more of a belief, really, because mm-hmm. it will happen eventually. That thing will fail you somehow. It won't it, be it able happened, to get to remember? the internet. Exactly. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm also a firm believer in paper. I still believe in having a good analog system to back up your digital one when it inevitably fails you
1: that actual I buy a planner every year. I go to mm. either Jackson States bookstore or just Walmart, I get a cute planner and I have the big squares and the, you know, big days and I mm-hmm. write things down cuz I have a very busy life. Yeah. And so I actually use my real calendar. I don't necessarily use the one in my phone.
2: So I like the one in my phone because it goes, "Hey, Hey, you got something going on. Something's coming up, you know? So that's that's better. A piece of paper is not gonna yell no, at you. It's not gonna tell me so, you to I like game. that. But as far as keeping track of my daily tasks, is I go tasks go, I put it on paper. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm in a hurry or if I'm on the go, mm-hmm. I'll put it in my phone and I got a little checklist I'll go from. But you can look back at my phone. Mm-hmm. I've got 8 billion checklists that I've never cl- cleared off because as soon as I get done with those tasks, I just move on to the next thing.
1: So what do you recommend for, okay, I have a small business. Mm-hmm. I came in and I'm talking to you. I'm ready to set up um, a software system and set up some um, productivity type deals. You suggest you use the electronic calendar?
2: Yes. Uh, I just go with Google Calendar mm-hmm. because it works really mm-hmm. well and it yeah. integrates with literally everything and anything it doesn't integrate with, it probably will next week. Uh, so uh, it's it's really reliable. Mm-hmm. It has never failed me. Like I said, inevitably, you know, if I lose internet connection or something, it, it might if it didn't sync with my calendar properly. But so far, that system works pretty well. And, uh, you know, I came from the, the school of technology hardly working. I mean, back when I started when they were talking about wireless printers, I was like, ah, yeah, those will last because everything wireless was just <laughs> terrible. You know, it, like it was just, it was just a, a technology in its infancy. And now wireless printers are actually reliable. So, oh, wow. you know, I've had to let go of that myself and just, you know, set one Now up. let's
1: get on to QuickBooks. Uh, mm-hmm. No one wants to talk about that. Now my mom is a guru of mm-hmm. QuickBooks and um believe it or not, Yesterday when I was putting together this script, I saw something on the Internet and I called my mom. She does a lot of payroll and a lot of bookkeeping, you know, monthly for Mm -hmm. a lot of her clients. And it said that some accountants need to have that inter-office working where their software works with hers, and she can grab what she needs without them actually giving it to her. Mm-hmm. I asked her, did she have that capability? And she says, no, none of them interact with each other like that. I'm like, wouldn't that work better? You've been in business for over... 30,
2: 40-ish. So how does she handle that? Does they she have actually, all the different software? No, they bring,
1: well, she has. No, they actually bring the payroll to her or fax it to her. Uh-huh. I mean, just like old school. They right. fax payroll to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of her bookkeeping, she actually organizes their information. She uses QuickBooks in her personal system. Mm-hmm. She organizes it. The old way with the okay. receipts and the itemizing and things right. like that. Yeah. But um, I didn't know that you can do that with an accountant and have them um, in your software mm-hmm. at your company and they don't even have to go anywhere. They can access it from what you put in.
2: In some of the software, yeah, I'm sure you, you probably have to pay extra for a feature like that because mm-hmm. it would be considered like another user. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, as far as uh, software like that goes, every business is going to have some kind of Thing that works best for their type of business. Like I have one for mine that I just recently started using called Repair Shopper, and it does all that stuff. It'll do Inventory. It'll do expenses, or not expenses, but uh, it'll do um, all of our invoices and all that stuff. It ties it all together, and it works with Square, which is our POS system. So, you know, it's really cool to have that integration. POS. To ex- what is Point that? of sale system. Okay,
1: so just for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the, the point of sale system. Uh, you, you see them all over the place. They punch your transactions into it, and then they give you a receipt from it and your change, of course, okay. if they have
1: anything. So someone has a small business. How do mm-hmm. they – what type of – POS systems are out there.
2: Okay, so uh, I just mentioned Square, uh, which is the one that I've been using since the beginning. And um, at first it started out, it was just a little reader that you just put in the headphone jack of your phone, and then you just swipe it right there, and they collect 3.5% uh, on or 2.5% on the charge, 35 if you can't swipe it. And uh, then it goes to your bank account in a couple of days. Square is really good because— Oh, that's the
1: one that I see people using on their phones. hmm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and uh, Square is really good because it's only gotten better over the years, and now, of course, they have all the chip card compliance and all that stuff, so uh, there's... Um, it's good to have a payment processor like that because they can kind of be on your side if there's some sort of a conflict, Mm. which I recently had happen at my own shop. Mm. They emailed me and they said uh, we had somebody issue a charge back on the account. They were saying that they had no knowledge of this charge being uh, done. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what did we take some? Did we Mm -hmm. did we do something wrong? And um, what happened was somebody had called in a credit card to us. And we took all the, you know, it makes you take all the numbers, even the three-digit number on the back. So they physically have to have the card with them in order to have that number. So um, I told Square what we did when we took all the information down and the payment and everything. And they got back to us and they said, well, we're going to cover the chargeback because you did everything that you were supposed to do. So it's good to have something like that cover you. Mm -hmm. And I've never had to have that before, not Mm. in six years. But it's always nice to have that. Even when you don't need right. it, because it's when you do need it, it's not going to be there, right. and you're going to exactly. wish it had. But I like Square because it integrates with any of your smartphones, and it's easy to take with you. It's easy to, um, to collect information from your clients, and now you can even collect email addresses so you can build a mailing list, which is another thing that every business needs to be doing if they're collecting information and growing their client base mailing lists are huge
1: yes and it keeps you in contact with your clients right
2: and not only for sales but for updates Mm -hmm. and and hey we moved or Mm -hmm. you know and it'd be nice to be able to send those out but which is why um with my own system, I was frustrated because I couldn't export the email addresses I had taken in. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got a new system.
1: Oh, okay. So we talked about um, what Microsoft Office, QuickBooks. Uh, QuickBooks helps a lot of people.
2: Oh, yeah. And I want to say uh, a, a good alternative to QuickBooks is GNU Cash. G N you it's actually cash. pronounced GNU Cash, but I wasn't gonna say that and just and people like, Well, how do you spell that? G N U Cash. It's like an open source QuickBooks alternative.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well we're gonna take another quick break and then we're gonna come back to the uh, show and talk more about small business technology and we're going to actually talk to Wayne which is dr- he's driving on the road. Uh, again, we're talking about small business and technology or if you have any general tech question you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one 672 7464 or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Big Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio.
0: You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson, owner of computer doctors and phone surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, if you're just tuning in today, we've been discussing technology for your small business. Now, if you have any questions or comments or any general tech questions, give us a call at 1877-MPB Ring. That's 1877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at MPB Online. Well, as I promised, we're going to go to the phone lines and speak with Wayne driving on the road. Good morning, Wayne.
0: Uh, Good morning. How are you doing? Well, I have a question that's a little bit off topic, but um, I've been uh, wanting to call you guys for a long time about this. How do you... uh, Okay, when I want to uh, take a file and I want to store it on an external hard drive, there always comes up a column that says last date modified. Now the thing is, I don't want a last date modified. What I want to do is, I want to keep the original date. Is there a way to do that?
2: Uh, no. If you if you modify a file on your computer and then you save it, it's going to lock that that data in as the last date modified. The only way to keep that date would be to not touch the file.
0: Is not the what?
2: Don't don't touch the file. Like when you.
0: I see. Yeah,
2: okay. if you if you modify it, it's it's gonna it's gonna update it to that most recent date.
0: Okay. So the thing is what you're telling me is that I cannot transfer it onto an external hard drive and keep the original
2: date. So wait a minute, I'm sorry. I thought you said you were editing it and then putting it on a hard drive. You're saying that you're just copying it directly and the original date's not transferring over?
0: The original date is not transferring over. So it's the
2: date that copy. it shows on the drive is the date that it was copied to the drive? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like it's just showing that data on that drive. It's not showing the file original. If you right-click and you go to properties, you should be able to see the original date that the file was created. But the modified date is going to show whatever it when, whenever it was copied over to that other media.
0: Okay. I see. So go to properties.
2: Yeah, just yeah. right-click the file and go to properties, and then yeah. under there it'll say date modified, and then it'll say date created. The date created will never change.
0: Ah, good. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good check.
2: Yes, sir. No problem. appreciate it. Happy to help.
1: Thank you, Wayne, for calling in. Hopefully that fixed your problem. I love what you call yourself. Not the uh, nerd, but what was the term you used earlier?
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, uh. Electrically inclined. Sorry, it took me a second there.
1: <laughs> electrically inclined. That's what we're going to say. Not geek squad, not nerd, but electrically inclined. I like that. That's the politically
2: correct you know, you, name. You know what one of my first toys was, right? What was it? It was a telephone. <laughs> and then after that, it was a keyboard.
1: Seriously? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. My dad, I think he pulled it out of a dumpster or something. It was a computer <laughs> place down the street. And he just, here you go, son, have a keyboard. So my future was decided for me <laughs> long ago.
1: Well, I'm glad because you know I'm glad de- you're here, and I'm, you are so knowledgeable, knowledgeable about computers and phones and things like that. It's just so good to have you in our lives here at MPB.
2: It comes naturally. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not even like a bragging right. It's actually it's a it's a it's a it's a blessing to me because I like to play with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to tell people about it. I like to to simplify it for people. It's fun. Sometimes it's not, but wow. most of the time it is. Yeah, most of the time it's, it's, it's good fun. But yeah, uh, so we want to talk a little bit about marketing yes. because that's a, that's a major way that I was able to take my business from nobody to somebody. You know? <laughs> um, when it comes to marketing, uh, there are tools available now that weren't even available then. And uh, one thing I will say to a lot of small business owners or independent operators of kinds, your Facebook page is not a great place to advertise your business. You're going to make all your friends angry and they're going to block you. Oh, Yeah. So, you know, sparingly post about your business or maybe don't just post an ad, but talk about what you do with your product or what you do in your business or how you help people. But don't make it about, hey, buy this thing. Make it about what this thing does. That's, that's the whole point of Facebook Live is like, hey, you know, we want to show you what we're doing. Uh-huh. Which is why Facebook Live is such a powerful platform that most people are using to show you what's going on. Well, what about uh, in there? if
1: you have a Facebook page? You, mm-hmm. you should have a personal page and you should have a business page. Yes, correct? you should. Yes. So your business Facebook should be all about your business.
2: That's right. Absolutely. Right. And uh, definitely all about business. Never get into any no. kind of right. arguments or, you know, never post anything political unless you like uh, separating your customer base from. Uh, those who want to do business with you and those who don't based on your political affiliation. Right,
1: right. So be real neutral mm-hmm. on your business, Facebook on, and Instagram, any accounts, yes. or social media accounts. Uh, make it about business and stay to business, stay out of the political arena or any controversial type issues, correct?
2: And, and, yes, and the best marketing that uh, – the, the most successful marketing that I've had is the kind that shows – what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, like, like when you think about an ad and you go, "How can I make this not an ad?" That's well, it's still technically an mm-hmm. ad, but but people might actually read it because they don't feel like they're being sold mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And so, my most successful campaign on Facebook has reached thousands. It's it's had it's had great great response. No angry faces or anything. All good comments.
1: Well, we're gonna wrap up the show in just a bit, so let's in bullet points give maybe four great things that someone starting a small business or who has a small business should do when it comes to technology. I know. 30 seconds.
2: (laughs) Establish boundaries with your business. uh, And that means operating hours and with your customers. Uh, Decide what you're going to focus on and make sure that you're focusing on the growth of your business. Always take care of your clients. And remember that online reviews on Google are worth 10 times what they're worth on Facebook. And always Learn, 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 and use that electronic device in your hand. It's very powerful, and it can help your business a lot.
1: I hope you were taking notes today. We want to thank you for joining us. If you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes of Everyday Tech, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast. Java Chapman was our board operator and our phone screener was Lori Thompson. For Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy and join us next week at 10 for more Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.